this week, we discover that when they pick it up in Australia, it goes the other direction. Stay tuned. Welcome to On the Upbeat. I'm Matt. I'm RJ Phoenix, and I hope you all are ready for a fantastic show, because we are going to deliver. I guarantee it. I know I am ready, but here's the thing. Before we get started, before we even talk to our guests and announce who they are, even though if you're probably paying attention to social media, you know who they are, but before we... RJ, I have a question for you, and I I didn't realize this might be a, a debate for some people. I didn't realize okay. it was like controversial in any way, shape, or form. But this isn't that question you asked me like a couple of weeks ago over text, was it? I don't Which know. Voltron character would I be? Oh no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like no. That I that I, I that's totally fine to have a different opinion. Um, <laughs> then like you can have your own opinion. But this I feel like even like. I don't know, like a preschooler would fully just know the answer to this question. But apparently some adults think there's like debate. So I want to know. And this might break this might break up this this whole podcast we have going here. I might have to just be like, what? What is wrong with you? It's the The answer is clear. The Matt (sighs) Best RJ love affair may be over. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. so the question is, RJ, what is the first day of the week? Sunday. See, Tara, I told you. Why would you think it's Monday? Oh when my gosh. It's the beginning of the week. It's like the beginning of the work week. I mean, when you talk about the weekend, you're talking about like I mean, like Friday through Sunday usually. You're like, it's the weekend, baby. Like when you go on vacation, you like you're le- after work on Friday, you're leaving Friday, and you're gone to like Sunday. If you're lucky, you got Monday off, or you're working like the evening on Monday, and you got the whole weekend. That's the weekend, baby. And then the the week that starts on Monday, and you know it because you're dr- <laughs> you're dreading it. On Sunday, you're like, oh, tomorrow's Monday, the beginning of the week. That's all. I mean, I understand the calendar says Sunday, but it's just mentally preparing you for the actual beginning of the week, which is Monday. What is the calendar now? <laughs> I'm I, just I, saying. I'm talking about, like, I'm going just, like, based on, like, what? how do you feel? Like, what, who cares what the calendar says? The calendar's been saying that since the dawn of time. Or not the well. dawn of time, the dawn of the calendar, whatever. Whatever it is, you know. I don't know why it's up. I don't know. It's it's up to you, I guess. I, I just it's it's but it's that's the thing. It's not. It's a concrete answer. It, it's a, this is not. There's no alternative facts here. It is literally the first day of the week. And now I, I can spell words however I want. I don't care what the dictionary says. <laughs> now some look. people say the holy day is Saturday, and some say it is Sunday. Oh well, that's Do, that's like but, a whole different like discussion. Is it a whole different like okay? I, uh, what? <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it's relevant in the sense that that's what it means that how Sunday became the first day of the week. Sure, it it, it sort of... I'm just saying, like, okay, uh, Sunday, Monday, like, okay. You, you're right, there is a, there's sort of like there's a... There's no debate on which day the taco day is, so... <laughs> that's sure, Tuesday. But you're right, there is sort of like this weird disconnect between, like, how we function as a society 
to Monday being sort of like the beginning of the week and and the weekend and like yeah, there's the huge disconnect between that and I don't really know why that is, other than the fact that businesses used to close on Sunday and now they don't and that probably didn't help that whole situation to begin with i but. know what you, why you brought this up and it was because i had said something about like it, the, it being the beginning of the week but i that's what i'm saying i think a lot of people can agree that monday feels like the beginning of the week yeah you know, that's i'm just saying that's when, all i meant when like, someone asked me a question i just are, give you the... got me there the calendar <laughs> says sunday is the beginning. so matt all you did was try to bring me in to bait tara is that am i reading this all right <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I should confer with Tara before. I'd be like, what do you think Matt's going to try to get us on? I'll agree with you outright. Spark division. <laughs> we, should, we should come up with something because he's always baiting us against each other in some way. <laughs> well, you know, you got you because Tara and I have like a personal banter relationship but anyways so like there's ongoing conversations I just figured well let's just bring them here to the table that was just the most <laughs> recent one uh, so not only not only is Tara uh, here from half past two but Jack is here as well hi Jack hi how's it going <laughs> good Very what is good. your opinion on day of the week it's Monday. Monday's the first day of the week. Woo! I agree with Tara. Completely. Oh, Jack, we're losing you. We're losing you. I, I don't know what happened. Oh, <laughs> no, it's the, it's the start of the week. That's the worst day of the week, and it's the start of the week. True. <laughs> True. For for most, yes. I, I totally get it. Um, all right. Enough of those yes. shenanigans. Together, see? That's why I have to bring more friends on from my band. I have to bring more people from my band on because then I'll have people people's on my side. Uh, yes, yes. So we're excited to have everyone here. Um, so we're going to get to Ska News in a second, but I do want to mention, please, if you would like to support the, the podcast, go to www ko-fi.com slash on the upbeat you can uh, donate to us there for as little as three dollars or more if you'd wish um and that just helps us keep this podcast going um you know we you know, occasionally we have to upgrade you know things like memory space and all that stuff uh so please and if you can't financially support us please rate and review the podcast share the podcast with your friends that also helps sort of keep this show going and uh, as our audience grows. And so, with that, let's check out some ska news. Yes, Ska News, where we tell you about the latest releases or uh, internet shows that people are doing. And we tell you about this thing I just forgot to mention. Uh, Next week, we're taking a week off of the podcast. So we actually won't be back with new episodes until March 10th. Uh, So yes, we're taking a week off next week. So we're sorry to disappoint you, but that's why we have Tara and actually Tara and Jack here. Because last time Tara was here, uh, we talked for two hours. So maybe <laughs> we'll see what happens and see if it goes on this long. That Before long. I came on, yeah, um, Greg was like, oh, who are you going to be talking to? I was like, I'm with Jack. I'm with RJ and Matt. And he was like, oh, 
okay. Like, he knew I was going to be on for a long time. <laughs> He's like, see you tomorrow. Oh, uh, gosh. No, okay. I'm glad. So, Ska News. Uh, Stop the Presses announced this week that uh, they put out their album, Money in the Bank. Um, their, uh, the album originally came out in July of 2019. Uh, they're putting it out on vinyl. It's a, it's a gold vinyl. Uh, and they just announced it this week. And yeah, uh, the first one was a gold vinyl when they released it. I don't know. I mean, it's maybe they're just <laughs> re-release doing another sort of release maybe of it. A new pressing. Yeah. yeah, a new pressing. It seems to be the case, but they didn't announce it this week. Uh, so another, you know, 150 copies. It's 20 bucks plus tax. So make sure. If you missed it the first time around or don't have the album or just love Stop the Presses and you want it on vinyl, make sure you check it out. Um, it's you... worth it. It's beautiful. It sounds great. And uh, so also, uh, uh, the band Rundown Creeps, they have a new single called Held Down. Uh, it comes out March 9th. And uh, yeah, they, they're they just a ska punk band from out here in Southern mm-hmm. California. I think they're from Riverside area. Maybe. I always see them in Los Angeles. I've okay. seen them so many times. They're so. LA. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they have a new single coming out on. Um, and it seems to be, uh, according to what I saw online today, it's mastered by, um, oh, gosh, Roger from Less Than Jake. I, oh, I, wow. I believe, yes. So, yeah. And then uh, another band announced a new single dropping, uh, The Magnetics. They announced, yeah. uh, I think they have a new album coming out, and the first single uh, called Love of My Life uh, is coming out March 19th. So you can pre-save both of those songs that I just mentioned um, on Spotify. So go to the band's Instagram accounts, and they'll have all the links and stuff. And I'll put links in the uh, show notes. Uh, down below once again i'm pointing even though you didn't see it i did it my hand was over (laughs) here i did it out of the screen still pointing even though there is nothing there um you know all right so um now we're gonna talk to tara and jack but so we've talked to tara a whole bunch tara's been on this podcast like i don't know like five times before today unofficial third host tara yes (laughs) well at one point checking in just checking in yes at one point tara (laughs) did actually fill in as host uh the first episode of 2020 last year she filled in um as host co-host um so but jack is here and jack Jack has been playing trombone in Half Past Two for just about two years now, coming up on two years, right, Jack? Yes, two years, yeah. Two years this month, yeah. So, uh-huh. so, wow. <laughs> um, so if you want to hear about more about the complete history of Half Past Two, uh, <laughs> go back to uh, Tara's first appearance on this show back in, like, October of 2019. I forget the episode number uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, but you can check out, like, the sort of early days of Half Past Two stories and all that stuff. Um, but, Jack, how did you end up in Half Past Two? So, I would say December 2018 or January 2019, I got a Facebook message from Max asking if I was interested in auditioning on trombone. I had, um, I think, probably Cameron brought it up to him. I've known Cameron since I was 15 or 16. Um, But I was playing trombone at my local community college. um, And I was playing in a a local band called The Steady Electric for a little while. And um, 
at that point, Max hit me up and asked if I was interested to try out. I tried out, made it, and uh, Jordy and I started about the same time, so about within two weeks of each other. What was it like coming into a band that was already well-established within the scene and had almost pretty much a 10-year history? Well, it's, yeah, almost 11-year history by the yeah. time you joined. <laughs> it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. I'll tell you what, like looking at all that music that was already written, you know, and like I just remember like for like the four days solid before my audition, like every day I was just playing the music over and over and over. And I was like, holy, sh- holy shit. Like if I don't get this down, I'm going to be screwed. So I just like it was really scary and intimidating, but uh, it's not like that anymore. <laughs> it's fun. I know, I'm like, what? <laughs> but yeah, I was I was mortified. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't mess this up. <laughs> uh, did you feel welcomed with open arms, or was there a little bit of hazing, teasing going on when you first came in? I don't know about hazing. I just think it takes a while for everybody to get used to somebody new, especially you know, uh, for the most part. Before that, I think. Dan was the newest. Oh, Din was the newest, but that was only a couple months before Jordy and I. But uh, there wasn't a lot of member changes, so it was like just everybody kind of getting used to each other and all that. You know, it's just trying to fit into a, an old friend group. Really, that was that was kind of difficult, I think. But I don't feel that anymore. Obviously, I feel right right in with it, which is nice. Awesome. Yeah. This is so cool to hear. I'm like, I just feel like I'm sitting here. I'm just here for it. Like literally sitting here for it. Because like from my point of view, you know, like we, we like, we sought after Jack. Like we were after Jack. We, they, he was in this band called, (laughs) called Scawberry Jam. Yes. That was my first band. (laughs) That was his first band. And like. So, like, ba- it seems weird to say it, like, now, but, like, back in the day, like, it's been years now, like, we used to have ska shows at Out of the Park Pizza, um, like, Cameron um, in our band, who plays guitar, and and Whitney, his his wife now, and they, like, did Pocket Entertainment, so we, all these shows are, anyway, um, yeah, Scawberry Jam, everybody knew about them, they were super yes. young, and they, <laughs> they, there were so many of them. 13. There, there 13 were 13 people in the Thir- okay. 13? 13? Was that just like the roster, but like in baseball, they all didn't play every show? <laughs> it's like you take every second string player from the marching band from each section and you put them into the band. Like that's what yeah. we were. We had six horn players, um, two guitars, keys, drums, and an extra singer. Wow. <laughs> It, it was, was amazing, yeah. So everybody knew like about them, and Jack was like the ringleader of them all. He was like ahead of them all. So like, <laughs> when when they disbanded, you know, when they I don't I don't know how you like describe like such a big group like breaking up, but when they um when it was over, we were like, oh my gosh, there are so many horn players floating in the ether right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to steal them. You know what's funny? There is like. I got hit up by so many people asking, oh, are your horn players available? Do you, you guys have horn players? Are your horn players looking to work? I'm like, what the hell? It was like the day after we did, like posted about it, I got like 20 or 30 messages from different people. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, I mean, it was like in Orange County, you know, if you want – if you're looking – okay, if you're looking – if you're looking for saxophone, you, you could find a saxophone player. Like, But if you're looking for a brass player, like – um that we're like sharing everyone's sharing you know 
and that's cool but at a certain point you don't really you don't want to have to share all the time you know like so we were just we were excited we were like oh maybe maybe jack will be in our band but he was really young we're like maybe he doesn't want to be with us be with us you know so yeah we were we were just happy that he wanted to come and try out and stuff so that's what i'm saying this is this is cool just to hear (laughs) hear from jack's point of view because for us we were just like oh will he like will he like us <laughs> so, so it's interesting jack that you said like you got several you know sort of uh hey do you want to come be in our band request what oh, ma- but it wasn't for me oh. i didn't play horn and scobbery jam it was oh. for everybody else who all like moved away and like oh. it wasn't playing oh, music wow. anymore so it's like no none of them are no <laughs> stop bothering me <laughs> Well, wow. you were playing trombone and like study electric, uh, study electric, right? Yeah. Right. So that's yeah. that's like sort of like clued me in, and then I sort of like you know I was following along. I knew that Jack is a multi instrumentalist, and um, yeah, I was just being creepy. I knew I knew I knew my stuff, you know. <laughs> that's funny. So well, I mean, come on, when you've been in a band long enough, like you're just like you. Th- they're just there's qualities that you're just like yes that's i wish that person was in my band they would be great person in my band yeah, you know yeah. not like my band our band like whatever right. but you know um, you know what I mean? yeah no i get it i get it you you pay attention to the culture around you and you you see when someone's available you're like yeah i would like to snatch up their talent and bring it in here no yes, i get it and i get yes, it jack is like the best he's i am so glad that he's part of half past two now so tara what was it now um uh both din uh and jordy joined around the same time as jack what's it like been these past two years to have such a strong horn section because i I mean if anyone's paying attention to half past two's past like most ska bands horn sections are hard to hold on to all the time so what's it been like to have such a strong and continuous horn section these past couple of years. Um, I always felt like we've we've always had like strong horn sections, and I feel like a lot of them have been, um, you know, the just as me like friendly and stuff with each other as like maybe our group now. But I don't know the th- the three the the three people that are, you know, in that that part of our band right now in the horn section. They just click i i can't i don't want it's weird for me to be talking about it i feel like jack should be talking about it because i don't know what makes it so great but like they just have fun and when they have fun we have fun too you know it's just i don't know every single position in the band right now has like their own thing and it just goes together i I don't know yeah maybe jack has more to say about like well, what I would I would say <laughs> from an outsider's perspective, it does seem like the three of you are clicking very, very well on stage, more so than I see in other horn sections where it seems a little bit disjointed and not as mm-hmm. like you guys even occasionally you have things you do as, <laughs> you know, little little dance moves and yeah, and, uh, recorded uh, choreographed in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's uh, honestly probably the biggest thing is age because I was 19 when I joined and they're in their mid 20s. So they're the closest to my age. 
Right. So I think just like we got really close and they kind of like just put up with me, you know, and then we got close with it, you know, because <laughs> uh, it's not easy being, you know, eight years younger than almost everybody, eight to ten years younger, you know. Secrets. But you get used to it. And I, it's never really been an issue for me. It's always been an issue for other people, which is way funnier to me. So. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, recently the band put out this uh, new single, um, All About You. How did that song come together? Um, well, we had a friend, our friend Daniel Torres, approached us. And he um, had a song that he wanted us to, like, work on. But this was at the end of 2018, um, and he, we had never really done that before. We had never taken other people's music and like worked on it, but we were just ready for new th- things, just like anybody right. at the end of 2019. And we were like, sure, like, let's put this on the list. Like, let's, let's do this. We want to record an album. Like, maybe it makes it on the album, whatever. So we, we received it, you know, and we talked about it a little bit, but we didn't get to do what we wanted to do. Like Daniel, I mean, like he thought that he was going to be able to sort of come in and have, um, you know, like a more hands-on experience with what the song would sound like as a half past two song and writing it and changing it. And it just, it couldn't happen, you know? So he sort of just trusted us to go with whatever we, you know, whatever direction we wanted to go in. And, um, so we did you know i i really don't think it's like when i talked to him about it he he definitely said that it's not what he thought that it was going to be because that's not like his style i don't know if 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 you know daniel he used to sing for like the band um in orange county codename rocky like years ago and um he's this it's just it if you compare the music, it's just not it's not similar or the same, but he likes it a lot. I mean, right. it, the song, he wrote it for his um, his daughter, and um, yeah, we just sort of... I feel weird because I feel like I had a lot... Like, I said some stuff in when we were putting it together, and the guys, like, listened to me a lot, which was really nice, but at the same... T- at the same time, it went off in this, like, direction that maybe even us, Half Past Two, would normally go in. So I'm glad that it was pretty well received. But Jack had a lot to do with it, and um, and the guys, everybody did. Mm-hmm. But it feels weird, because I feel like with this one, I was like, I think we should make it sound like this. And everyone was like, sure, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it happened, and I was like, oh, man. um but yeah uh, maybe that's why it's really like cute and sweet because you know that's my aesthetic like major but yeah i don't know jack uh yeah i mean like it definitely got changed a lot in rehearsal and it took some convincing for everybody to be like on the same page about it because we were we played it for like three or four weeks in rehearsals and like every week we played it differently and we really went through a bunch of different variations on this song. And I think everybody was really happy with where it landed, but um, it was definitely a a different song writing process, especially like coming in with it with a song somebody else wrote. And then like, you almost have to approach it like a cover, but with even more care because you want to like carefully 
make it as good as possible, um, but still make it sound like, oh, this is us. You know, this is a song for us, not a song that we're covering. It's a very, it was interesting, but I think yeah. it turned out really good. Um, Din did a really nice job on the horn parts. You know, it was very laid back and like we wanted it to be a little more soulful. And I think he really uh, made that come through with it. Yeah, yeah, it's a great song. I love it. So let's take a second and check it out right now. So here it is. When I'm dead, rock and roll still swimming in my head with all of these places. All oh, I'm sorry. Yes! <laughs> Matt's in on it. Yes! Oh my gosh. Okay. Did you I, know about is this? I, I had no idea. Is this? I, I no, that's not the song, Tara. Don't you love this song? But oh my god! I'm totally on the outside. <laughs> Can somebody explain the joke to me? Uh, the rock you out joke. Yeah. So that that's it's a song. Like my least favorite half past two song. Yes. When oh. I hear it, I just like, oh, it sends me to some place. <laughs> I don't even know. So but I it's had a fine. request. You know what? It's fine. But just now song. my heart is black like cold. <laughs> so yeah, that that was a song called Rock You Out, uh, from oh. their All About Time uh or About Time record. And it's about uh, time. It's about yeah. time. And uh Tara does not like that song. And has <laughs> vowed multiple times never to play it again. Um since they had to play it at the tenth anniversary of that album. So, um, and they've played yeah. it at least once that I know of when I yelled it out one time yes. after that fact. So you sure I, did. <laughs> um, and I thought I, like, I didn't realize it would go anywhere when I did it. I was totally joking. Um, but yeah, so that's why I played that there. Wow. Tara does not like that song. So if you do, <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> All right. So here's. So, won't it be I'm funny? I'm going to make if... it the ringtone for you on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. All right, so here is All About You, Half Past Two's latest single.
Yay! Awesome. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I love it. And you know, um, Tara, I think I know I told a few other people my reaction to this song, and I mentioned it on this podcast last week. But I, I remember, I'm pretty sure I told you, like, I told you this song had a real um, my boy lollipop feel like without being like super direct like it wasn't like didn't sound exactly like that song but it like had that <laughs> because especially like the background vocals like you know right there especially at the end doo-wop doo-wop like it had this like 50s <laughs> groove to it which i just fell in love with um so yeah it's a great song and we uh, have to give credit to um our really good friend megan dolce um she she play she did play trumpet in Chase Long Beach years ago, but she now comes and she helps us with all of our harmonies and like fun little like things. She's like vocalizations and stuff. She's great at it. And we have so much fun. She's just so awesome and funny and she's such a good friend. So I just have to like shout out to her because that's her voice right. on that one, all the background stuff and she just was like, I have some ideas. And we were like, girl, <laughs> let's go. Let's let's hear it, you know. So, um, and she's helping us with a lot of the stuff coming up, too. Um, the Like the new music we're going to be releasing coming out um, this year and, you know, on the album and stuff. So, yeah. So, so let's take a second. And I know I didn't put this in your, your questions, but uh, it's sort of uh, popping in my head. So let's talk about the the music video you put out. It, uh, Tara. Why is none of your band in the video? Are we going for like a Gwen <laughs> Stefani sort of like breakout thing? Are you pushing out the band? Um, I know. Is there going to be like way. a Don't I, Speak I don't... video coming up soon? No, I I know. I feel I feel bad and feel weird. Um, I don't know. It was like for this for this last one. Um. It was more just we had I had we had planned to do a music video um, with our friend Chris, you know, like like we usually do. And I just sort of got a little nervous. Uh, COVID around here in Southern California it just it just seemed like it was not getting wor- better. It was getting worse. And um, my my family is especially sensitive to it. If you don't know about my family, my daughter has a um, you know a condition that would make her vul- like be considered more vulnerable. I guess like right. um, getting COVID would be a bad, very bad thing for us. So um, yeah, I just I got really nervous, and I sort of like told Chris like I I can't do this. Like at the last, you know. This was like weeks before the video was supposed to come out. And so since I was the one that like sort of made that decision, I was like, I should probably be the one to solve this problem. So I just sort of like asked Greg, my husband, who has made lots of half past two music videos in the past, like, hey, can we do something like you and me completely safe? Nobody outside will be, you know, um, so that's what we did. You know, we were like, what do we do? What can we do? What should we do? You know, we we're like trying to think what would be cool, what would be weird. And I've always wanted to trash my wedding dress. Like, <laughs> I just, I have. I mean, if anybody's listening that has like bought anything for any stupid occasion that costs like way too much that you do only wear one time, a prom dress or like a, 
bridesmaid dress or a wedding dress. It's just so stupid. It's like, it feels dumb. Like, the, you wake up the next day and you're just like, ah, you're putting it in a box. You're like hanging it up and you just, or wherever you're doing with it. And you're just like, what am I doing right now? What? Yeah. Did I just spend all this money? Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I told Greg, I'm like, I want to do it. Can we do it? And he was like, yeah. But then we, we didn't know what to do. I don't know. It was fine. It was fun. Yeah. We just went with it. And we're a small time. It yeah. turned out cute. Yeah, I, but do, I do like it. I, want, I, I do want the band to be in more videos, yeah. obviously. But at the same time, there, there are so many of us. And there's lots of different things going on. And I also don't want to put pressure on people in my band saying, like, hey, you got to be in a music video. Like, it's not that. <laughs> yeah. It's not that important, you know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, coming up here, I hope we come up, like, with some better ideas because I yeah. hate being the only one in our music videos <laughs> yeah. because I get the impression that people think that, that, like, I am just, like, all about you. Like, I just, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Right. No, I already <laughs> I asked the question because I kind of already knew the answer. We discussed it before. And uh, so, no, I think it's important to talk about that. The reality is COVID is still happening and you as a band want to put out a song and a video for it. And if this is the way to, you know, do that and still make everyone feel safe, then you shouldn't feel bad about it. So I was joking about the whole Gwen's funny. I know. <laughs> okay. I know why you do it. I'm not here to give you crap. But maybe um, not everybody does. You yeah. know, Matt, we've talked about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but yeah, it, it's a fun video. Like I, I totally, I totally love it. You know, um, I love, you know, I mean, having those little animation thing, I wish I had the patience to make stuff like that happen. I do not have that kind of patience. I have to give credit to Greg for that because he's the one. He he does not care about Scott at all, you guys. <laughs> like, he cares about me. It's, like, so cool. So, I don't know. I have to give credit to him for, like making music videos for half past two like whether it's just me or all nine of us or even more of us so. <laughs> yeah. i do have a, a question about the the direction of the song a little bit I, I do i follow you all on social media and at one point somebody said i'm not sure who is this i always assume it's tara running the social media but it's saying me. someone just described us as a bubblegum ska band what does that mean are we and i instantly like yes you are it's a good thing don't worry and then it even seemed like this song you might have leaned into that like bubblegumminess more than even usual is that intentional or am i reading into things because of the album art for the single okay so that was what is so funny is like this song was like we had already we already knew what we were doing before like <laughs> like we sort of like dove in into this bubblegum ska thing because like it had come up at um after shine somebody had commented oh, on wow. our youtube video and they were like it was something negative though it was it like was, it was bubble crap. Gum was, ska, yeah. like crap or that's what, what it was just, it's like what is this bubblegum ska crap it was like oh yeah my God. no hard <laughs> that person is no fun and has no soul that's it's, right yeah. <laughs> it's fine it's fine you guys we're like i've been in a ska band for so many years now like i feel like i've heard it all like it's fine. 
like honestly, it was the, it was a cute insult. That's what I was laughing. I was <laughs> yeah, like, it was pretty funny when you sent it to the group chat. Everybody was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, because it said like bubblegum ska crap. Like, yeah. Like I was like, okay, bubblegum ska and like crap. Like okay, like it's not, <laughs> I don't this, know. It was so cute. Okay, does this anyway. person not like bubblegum? I don't understand. <laughs> well, yeah. So I was just like, oh, I obviously it was a negative comment but to sure. me i was like is it and so anyway right then flash forward like there was another comment that somebody had left like in a facebook group yes people we see these things and we talk about them what? like hello <laughs> but um somebody had said like we were a quintessential um we were a quintessential california like bubblegum ska band or something but in like a good way they were saying it and that is when I was like, oh, my God, I love this. Like, I'm eating this up because I love pink. Like, everything we do is already pink. Like, to the boys, like, dismay or whatever. Maybe they don't care. But I'm always like, pink, 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 pink. So um, I'm, I swear, we'll change soon, I think, maybe. Maybe different. Nah, pink forever. But, um, yeah, pink forever. Um, but, yeah, so... We just sort of like I loved it. I was like bubblegum ska, and other people loved it too. They were like, yeah. "Yes, bubblegum ska." It was like a really good, um, it was a good image because we have been called Orange County ska or OC ska for a long time, which is great and it's fine. But like, you kind of get lumped in with, um, like, because it's like Orange County. You say Orange County, you get like lumped in with like a Gwen Stefani image or like a No Doubt sort of whatever. Like, you know, the safe fair stuff, which is fine, but that real big fish, because that's where we're from. But it was just fun. We were like, oh, this is new <laughs> and different. And it, it could be ours just for now. It doesn't have to, like, be right. us forevermore, like, whatever. Um, it was just cute. Yeah. I don't know. I, pro I promised everyone that, like, it wasn't going to be <laughs> half past two's, <laughs> like, thing until the end of time. I just liked it right now. And I thought it really went well with the song. So I just, yeah. I, I wrote it. I was like, yes, this is going to go really well with the release because <laughs> this song is, like, so, if there is a bubblegum ska song, like, here it is. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I hope Fun, people can catchy. take it for what yeah. it is. Yeah, I just hope people can take it for what it is, which is just, like, a fun song. Because I, I know it's not necessarily, like, what we might be hearing from, like, all of our other, like, contemporaries right now. But, um, I mean, we're still there with everybody. Like, we love what everyone else is doing. And, um, yeah, I hope everyone, like I said, I hope everyone just can take it for what it is. Like, yeah. a fun song. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask with so many good songwriters in the band, especially now with, with, uh, with Jack and, you know, Tara, you've been, uh, <laughs> taking on a lot more, uh, putting your input and lyrics and, and obviously, um, uh, David and, uh, and, and obviously Max and, uh, uh, Cameron, cause Cameron wrote, see you again, right? Yeah. He did. So, um, you know, with so many good songwriters that you have in this band, um, how is it, what's it like sort of balancing, you know, now that you're working towards another full-length record, what's it like balancing out the stuff that people bring to the table to sort of what makes it out into the world? Uh, I mean, like, I, it's been hard because we... 
we had plans of like writing all the music sort of like together and we can't do that right now um and but everybody has definitely been doing writing on their own or um jack i mean jack does, is like he's probably the most important um person when it comes to like songwriting right now like i don't i don't know where we'd be without jack <laughs> too much credit oh my yeah, god no no i like to be perfectly honest like the, i mean there's just so much stuff that um jack and everybody is i mean not every yeah that i've just mean like there's a lot of work going into it i'm sure jack has more to say so yeah it's um i don't know i think we just kind of choose the songs we like i don't think it's like I don't think there's a lot of like, oh, well, I, I wrote this, so we need to do this. I think it's just like, if everybody's like, oh, that song's rad, let's do that. I think that's kind of more, because that's really all we can do with COVID is, you know, um, we have a drive, we have songs, you know, and everybody kind of sends demos to each other and says, oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Um, and most of the time it's like, oh, yeah, let's do that, you know. So I think now um, it's just been more in a mode of like saying yes and just like recording a bunch of songs and trying to get as much different music as we can as possible and then from there like okay what's going to be on the album you know i think we're gonna like pare it down from our list because we have a lot of really cool stuff left to record you know we've been working on a lot of music so yeah. it's exciting look i just say you go du double double vinyl and you just go two oh. albums 24 <laughs> tracks i say you just do it knock it out first time in oh. ska band let's do it we can't do that. You have to understand, like, the pace of being in a ska band has changed drastically. Like, it's so weird. Um, we've ne we don't have a back catalog because we are we're just antsy and like, you know, when we have something to share, we want to share it. Like, we want to share it right then. Yeah. You know, we we don't have a label or anything. There's so there's really like no masters here. Like, we just can do whatever we want. You know, <laughs> um, but. I don't know, like, we we want to have sort of like a back catalog so that we can do some of the cool opportunities that keep coming up. Like, all the sudden, like, there's all these compilations out there, right. you know? And people are saying, like, oh, well, we only want unreleased music or, like, new music or rare music or whatever. And we're, like, looking at each other, like, we have to do this compilation, but we don't have any, we don't have a back catalog, okay? <laughs> Like, let's write a song right now, dot, dot, dot. You know, like, right, it, it's right. impossible. So we're just hoping, like, to do that. Like, just record a bunch of music. Pick the stuff that we feel maybe, like, goes together. or Because we still don't really know because of the way we're writing right now. We don't really know, like, if there's a theme really to our album or, sure, like, sure. Um, you know. So I think we're just going to have to, like, figure it out as we go along just like with with everything right now yeah, yeah. um but at the same time i'm really proud and happy with like everything that's been um that's that we've worked on and that we've had like come out um so yeah it's been a really interesting experience to write the music this way but so it's gonna be good. jack obviously uh we want to talk to you about uh your band the readjusters too since you're here oh um, yeah can you tell us a little bit about how the readjusters came together yeah um so after we ended scabry jam um a couple of us wanted to continue 
Um, I guess nobody's ever known. We, we So the reason we ended Discovery Jam was we just all kind of had different um, goals. Everybody had a different idea of really what they wanted to do. And it just was, um, it was a big group of friends and it wasn't worth ruining friendships over music. Um, that's never a good thing. It's really hard to start a band with your friends. You know, when you start a band with nine of your closest friends, you know, um, that's a hard thing to manage. Um, so after we ended Discovery Jam, we, some of us really wanted to take it a little more seriously. Um, so that's why we started Three Adjusters. Um, and it took us a while to get on our feet. We started in 2018, but uh, we didn't play our first show until October of 2019 at the Codename show. Uh, that was like our debut. Yeah, with Half S2 as long as Be Like Max. And oh, I can't uh, run. Who was the third band? Happy Drunk Cartel. Right. Um, so that was our first show. Um, and we've had a couple lineup changes since then. And now we're kind of settled in, in and working on music. So. It's been quite a process, but uh, it's something I'm really proud of. Um, I know it's probably been easier because of COVID right now, but when COVID wasn't happening, uh, what was what's it been like balancing two bands? Um, well, I actually balanced three. I'm all, I also played trombone with the Untouchables. <laughs> um, so uh, ever since I started college, I just had to be really on top of my schedule. I've always played in two or three bands. It's just my personality. I just really love music and I try to fill my life with as much music as possible. So it, it took a while to get adjusted, especially when we were really busy in half past two. Um, I'd say the busiest part was February and March of 2020. I had shows every weekend, all three days for like three months straight, yeah. <laughs> you know? So just like balancing that kind of thing, you just have to really, you don't have a lot of personal time. That's, you kind of have to sacrifice personal time for work time, you know, and treat it like work, but still enjoy it. Um, yeah. But it's it's not easy, but I wouldn't do it any other way. I'd lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did notice that, uh, you know, right at the end of 2020, uh, you and your band, the Readjusters, played, uh, played a little show. Uh, uh, I think it was outside of your place that got shut yeah, down by the cops. Yeah, it was in cops. my garage. Or outside my garage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how, many, how many songs did you get through? Um, we were about four songs into a, like a 40 or 50 minute set. <laughs> Why are your neighbors such downers? What's wrong dude, with Dude, it's that? one neighbor, too. That was a, every, like, my neighborhood is it's pretty cool. I live in Huntington, and we've got mostly older folks and old families living here, right? Yeah. All of them were outside, masks on, just super stoked listening to us play, right? We're talking women in their 60s, 70s, 80s, just hanging out, right? And some Debbie Downer, I think it's neighbor next door, called on us. And I was like, what the hell? You know, we were like four songs that everybody hadn't heard music in months. And we've been doing this for a long time. You know, when Discovery Jam was around, every 4th of July, we'd play at our different houses on the 4th of July. You know, people loved it. We'd have, you know, we'd make a bit, bit of money and have big crowds. So it's something we've always done. And we were just shocked that we got rolled. It was really funny, you know, <laughs> more was, than anything. Were you, just given, like, wow. were you given, were you just told to wrap it up and stop? Or was there any sort it, of like citation or something? Yeah, they said next time they'll find me. So I think on the 4th of Arrested. July, we're going to put out a bucket <laughs> for the uh, fine next time hmm. and just play through the fine. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, <clears throat> over the last year, both of you have been involved in a couple of, uh, uh, collaborations um, for both of you. What's it? What's it like, or what's the plus side of collaborating with other bands or other artists? I mean, just like it, it's 
it's like making friends, you know, like forming these like little friendships because, um, and I've said this so many times and I, so maybe it sounds like a broken record. Um, cause that's, um, but it's just before the COVID before COVID happened and like music sort of like stopped, I was really only focused like on here, like Orange County, LA, San Diego and stuff like that. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, the doors were thrown open and there's all these other ska bands, like, all over the country, all over the world. And everybody's locked up and they're bored as hell (laughs) and they're, like, ordering everything they need to record at home, you know? So they're, like, you're just, like, okay, who wants to do something, you know? And that's, like, sort of how it started. It felt like just people sort of testing the waters like on instagram just being like in in like dms you know like hey (laughs) so what's up you want to do like a cover of something and then they're like yeah let's do it you know and then it leads to another one leads to another one and like now people are doing original music like all the time because they're they're used to it they're feeling it they can they're comfortable recording at home, you know? Um, So I think that's really cool. I know Jack's been doing a bunch of stuff and um, yeah. And so have I, it's, it's fun. It's like a new thing. It's like, it's it's, it's like expanding our hobby sort of like, I don't know. That's what it feels like. Jack, what's it been like for you? Cause I know recently uh, you worked on uh, both with readjusters and kind of the horn section from half past two, you worked on some mm-hmm. stuff with, with dang it. How, yes. how, that, how did that come together and how's that working, been working out? It's awesome. Um, I really, uh, Joey, I really value our friendship. Um, I, I met Joey at a half past two show. Actually, I met him at the Academy Awards show. Um, that we did last year, which is like the last half past two show. That was our last show. Um, (laughs) So that's how I met Joey. And over the uh, span of the whole um, pandemic and everything, Joey and I have been working together on a whole bunch of music. Actually, the readjusters have played on a couple of his songs that aren't uh, released yet. And it's just been really fun having that kind of back and forth where we sent each other tracks like, oh, can you do this for this? Or can you you sing on this? Oh, can you play keys on this? You know, oh, can you get horns for this? Uh, It's been a fun back and forth and... uh, I I really like Joey and I think his music is special and I think uh, people shouldn't sleep on it. I think people should be watching out for Joey in the next year or two. Dang, it's going to take the world by storm. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I do especially love the song. uh, Is this ska? That that's a pretty sweet, straightforward song. Gets in, gets out, has really awesome horns and like, thank you. Yes. Like it just it just sort of like it's it's one of the usually like I'm a little weird in the sense that I know they're especially in the ska punk world there's a lot of people that like to keep songs like under two minutes and I tend to be sort of like let down by that sometimes because uh, I just feel like it doesn't like it just seems like it got bored with itself. <laughs> It's just like I'm done, right. and um, but uh, I think that song, and you know, there are other examples of it, but that song particularly, uh, since we're talking about it, like it really just feels like it accomplished its goal, gave you a whole bunch of good stuff that, and it just then we're like, okay, this is our point, bye, <laughs> and we made. When it. he sent me the demo, I called him and I was like, Joey, this song is unreal. Like I was blown away, you know, because like 
you work on songs and it's fun and you know usually she's like okay cool write some more parts whatever but like he sent me that and i called him and i was like dude this is like crazy you know so i, I was really happy to have the opportunity to work on the horn parts with him and it's fun very cool he's and, he's a really awesome person so yeah he he's helped us out a lot and in the future we'll be helping us out um so yeah he wrote a song about me. He yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And like, yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know what RG is referring to. So I don't know the good uh, fall of 2020. I was teasing RJ a lot about his ska picks. And right before he would say his ska pick, I would play uh, Smash Mouth All-Star. Well, actually, I started playing other versions of Smash yeah. Mouth. And it, was, uh, it, it culminated with having Tara sing it live yes. for me. <laughs> and one of those, one time, I think it's on the 50th episode with Chris Demakes, we we uh, played a song from Dang It uh, where he parodied Smash uh, All-Star and sort of, uh, sort of told the story of me sort of <laughs> roasting RJ. Uh, you can, I'll put, it's always in the, I'll put that in the show notes and, uh, it's, it's a really funny, it's a really funny, it's a really funny song. And he, he obviously, um, Joey obviously wrote our ska news, um, uh, intro music. So, uh, he's, um, behind the scenes, he's also working on something else too. So. So um, talented and a great guy. Yes, it actually is not music related, but uh, <laughs> but it is art. It is art related. Um, so um, yeah, and uh, Terry, you. Well, I'm just going to mention it because it's one of my favorite collaborations this year. You worked with Millington, and you were responsible for turning me on to Millington because I know you were a big supporter of them early on. Um, oh my gosh, yes. What was it like working with Millington on the uh, Look What Happened song from Lesson Jake? Well, I have been like, you know, patiently, impatiently waiting maybe <laughs> for Cody. Uh, to ask me to do just something, anything with um, with him or his band because, yes, I am a huge fan. I've been a huge fan, like, in a dorky way. Just, like, I'm a fan. So when he asked me if I wanted to, to do the song, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. I was, like, super excited, super into it. And he made it really easy. He just, like, he sent me the track, like, I already like of, of what he wanted me to sing. Obviously, I knew what what the song was because right. we it's a cover of um, "Look What Happened" by Less Than Jake. And um, yeah, I just I went to the studio. Um, it was just me and David Irish and David. Like you know, he played the track and he's like, "All right, you ready?" And I sang it. There were a couple parts where I was like, "Is Cody insane? Like I don't think I can sing this like that yell at the end." <laughs> Whew. But no, I, I even told Cody, I was like, you're crazy. Like afterward, I was like, you're crazy. I can't believe you made me sing that. He's like, but you could. And I knew you could. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> <Yeah>. you weirdo. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was awesome. It was such a good experience. And then I made him do a video because that's what Half Past Two does. We, we have videos. And I was like, you got to do a video. And he was like, oh, um, okay. So I was like, okay, just like. We got to make it really corny, like, pre- like just pretend you're just, like, singing to, like, your girlfriend or a puppy or, like, something, <laughs> you know? And um, and he did it. And yeah. he did so good. And it, I told him, too, I was, like, also make it, like, 
like you're making fun of it. Like be serious, but also don't be serious. So like that's why you see him in the back in the backseat with his sunglasses on in the video, like playing <laughs> saxophone. Oh, he it was yeah, good. It's fun. It's all good. So uh, that was a really fun experience. I can tell you it fooled my kid, my youngest kid, that like that you two were never in the same room together. Like like he was watching it and he was like are they and he said something that i was like no they're not in the same car together he's like really like it looks like they are how did they do that and i'm like oh man i'll have to tell chris because he edited that one for us i'll be like he did some he did some good split screen (laughs) mister Yeah, yeah it's a fun video so yeah yeah um so Every week we have a group discussion and we, since, you know, you guys have done so many collaborations, we kind of wanted to talk about, you know, um, our favorite, you know, individual, our favorite ska, uh, collaborations. It doesn't have to be recent. It can be older. Um, just, um, just, you know, um, I'll go first since I sort of, um, I know I prepared the list. I don't know if everyone else did, but <laughs> I sure did, buddy. <laughs> I figured yes, everyone ready. did. I have uh, the three that I sent you earlier for awesome. sure. So, um, so like I just said, one of my favorite ones, especially from this past year, was Millington and Tara from House Pass Two doing "Look What oh, Happened." Um, mostly, it was so. just like two of my favorite bands like on the same track together and not like in just like a and not like on a little way just like some part at the end because that always would frustrate me it doesn't really happen so much in ska but like it'll be like features and they've got like one 30 second part and you're like well that was dumb and i (laughs) you know if you're super into that artist that's featured on this song you're like oh that's a letdown um but so you know you're all over that track and i love the way it turns into like a a duet back and forth sort of thing um so that's one of my favorites from this last year um one of my sort of like older favorites uh what is uh total hate from with no doubt and uh bradley from sublime uh i just love that song and uh um i think it's especially um, especially, you know, of that time and space in Orange County, Ska, and just what it meant. So, you know, those two artists, you know, together. Um, and then a, a favorite that probably most people probably won't care about. Uh, some out there might. Um, so, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, in this Christian Ska scene, there were three big bands. Uh, the OC Supertones, Fiverr and Frenzy. And the insiders, and uh, back in the day, in the '90s, in the in the heyday, they didn't they they toured a lot, but no none of them appeared on any of their albums together, which I kind of thought was weird. But uh, in 2012, it finally happened where they all p- appeared on the same song together. The song is called "Sinner's Songbook," and uh, it features obviously uh, it's so it's on the insiders album so obviously lead singer from the insiders on it reese roper from five run frenzy and uh matt morginsky uh from the orange county supertones he's on it and it's just like the greatest thing and they've never performed it all together live it was 2012 so like all the bands at the time were like on sort of like a comeback 
And uh, even though they were all doing shows at the time, uh, they never performed it live. They never got all in the same bill, which was I was a little bit disappointed at the time. But I did see the Insiders play it with the Orange County Supertones. So one of, you know, two out of three wasn't bad. So that was good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... But yeah, those are some of mine. And I just love collaborations just because, like, especially on that particular song I just mentioned from the Insiders, like, since the Supertones do, like, they kind of involve, you know, hip-hop into their ska a little bit, like, it was sort of interesting to sort of bring that into, like, the Insiders and how Fiverr and Frenzy do it, which is a little bit more rock with horns. Um, So yeah, I thought those were good examples. RJ, what about you? Okay, so I, I pared it down to three because three seems to be the number. I wasn't sure how many to bring. I had like five. <laughs> I had <laughs> <I pared> two. <laughs> yeah, I just pared it down to three. I just dropped what I thought was uh, still good stuff, but not as good as these three. Uh, mm-hmm. My first one, it's a, it's actually an entire album. Uh, it's by Chris Murray and the Slackers. It's called The Slackness. Uh, it is it's everything you love about Chris Murray plus everything you love about the Slackers. And Dan Pothast co-wrote one of those songs. So that right there, that's like that's like RJ like ska bait right there. It's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I want to hear. Um, they yeah, just that, really wanted your money. <laughs> it, you know, it, 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 they succeeded. <laughs> that was the Got goal. it. <laughs> uh, and, and that that came out around uh, that was like late two thousands, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, I actually got to see Vic from the Slackers uh, perform it with Chris Murray and also Jesse Wagner from Agrilites all played some of those songs together once. And that was, it was friggin' rad. Uh, so moving on, 2011, there was uh, that, that tsunami in uh, Japan. And so a whole bunch of Japanese ska bands, in fact, 40 members of various bands, uh, formed a super group called Punk Sky Unity, and they put out a single called Decision. They had members from Daleks, High Standard, Pot Shot, The Cubes, Fruity, and they also got Mike Park and Angelo Moore to come in and guest on the song, too. It is a killer song. And there's, like, of course, two dozen more bands that I did not even mention. <laughs> I'm just trying to give the highlights here. Uh, but, yeah, no, it is, it is a fun song. I definitely say go check it out. And the next one... Not that I'm trying to butter anybody up on this podcast because they already agreed to the show and they've been sitting here for an hour. But the half past two bite me Bambi team up to do three small words. That cover, <laughs> absolutely love it. I'm a huge fan of um, Fountains of Wayne and the lead singer from Fountains of Wayne. He wrote that song actually because he wrote a lot of songs uh, for uh, television and film. And yeah, no, I. You did justice to the song, and I absolutely love it. So, yeah, those I'm are my glad. Favorites. I I like when people um like that version of it, you know, because I'm always like, <laughs> oh, we made it like we made it into a ska song, but it feels like there's a lot of people out there that like don't. I mean, maybe they don't know it's know it, but they don't they don't know it. You know, they're yeah. just like they like it. They're jamming. <laughs> like this yeah. is good, you know. So, oh, I'm so, I'm so glad. So you like that song? Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, heck yeah. That's that that right away. That and the Chris Murray ones right away. I was like, boom. These are my two of my my however many I get. And then I was like, oh yeah, that awesome uh, Punk Sky Unity song. Hell yeah. All right, done. And then I have to put that when uh, the Boss Tones and the Pie Tasters teamed up for uh, the Ocean. 
song for that that compilation back in the day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that's all good stuff. But yeah, there we go. So my three favorite collaborations out of many, and it was hard to keep it to just Scott. I kind of <laughs> wanted to mention the time less than Jake and Everclear teamed up, but uh, what? It's, what? It's the less than Jake horn players on a couple Everclear oh, okay. songs on okay. so much oh. of the after. Oh, yeah. I know what I'm listening to later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know that there was less than Jake on that album. Um, a couple of the horns. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Tara, what about you? What have some of your favorite? Well, I didn't like, um, I didn't think back into the past. I thought when you said it, I just thought you meant like recent in recent memory sort of thing. So um, now I feel a little silly, but um, I do have three for recent memory that I think are great, which there were even more, like Arjo was saying, there is even more from recent memory sure. that I thought were wonderful and great. But um, then um, I thought Mike Park and Brittany from um, Cat Bites song, I think it's called Quicksand. I thought that was really special and I liked that a lot. Um, I... I don't know. I just thought, like I said, I just thought it was really special and I, and I liked yeah, it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like, um, I like listening to Mike Park do his, whatever he does, all his, like, even just his funny little jams, like on Instagram and stuff. Like it's just like a familiar person. Cause right. I've been, I've seen Mike Park just doing his thing, you know, since I was a wee one, um, getting mail order. So yeah. Um, that song and I'm a big fan of cat bite and um so yeah and then i thought um i thought final parade was just kind of epic because it had like literally every person that i've like wondered is what are they doing right now in ska music like (laughs) um like where are they like like you know because like they can be somewhere doing something because they're like popular and cool it's like all those people are in that song and i was just like Dang, like this is cool. Um, that's you know, the mighty, mighty Boston song. You know what I? Pre- you know what I'm gonna find funny if the Boston's put out that album, and on none of the other songs there's any special guests, but they just put them all <laughs> on that seven, all on one song. song. I'm just like, yeah, you could have spread that other, out and give people like, more <laughs> space to do stuff. Because <laughs> you know say we didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was cool. Like, yeah. I just thought it was like it was funny because I um, on our Twitch channel I've been showing like music videos because I I love music videos. Me and Tara, I just I like music videos and I like when people make them for their songs and stuff. So um, they had one, yeah, the song. So, but the song is about eight minutes long. It's quite yeah. a long song. Like you were saying earlier, some people do it under two minutes. They get it out of the, the way. Yeah. <laughs> this one had enough to say that it lasted eight minutes. So, um, it, but it was like cool because there were so many, so many yeah, people sure. in it. Um, yeah. So, in the ways of collaborations, I thought you have to mention that one because it was just so like, it, it was so grand. Yeah, it was it's like epic. Yeah. 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 Um, So, I thought that was pretty cool that they got together and sort of did that right now. And then um, the other one was, uh, I know Jer in Scottoon does a lot of collaborations, but he did a cover of um, Paramore's rose-colored rose-colored boy or whatever with um, the singer from Woolbright. I had never heard of that band before because they're not a ska band, but 
I'm like now I'm a huge fan because I really <laughs> like her voice. Um, and so that I just thought was I I watched that that collaboration a lot because I I really like her voice her voice. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. But like I said, I there is a there's so many right. from recent memory, and now I'm just thinking about all the ones from the past that like I'm not even touching on that. <laughs> probably have influenced my life even yeah. so, um, oh i'm sure we'll get some comments like you didn't you didn't mention this how uh, dare you not mention the scatolites on all the early 60s stuff <laughs> you all suck yeah, <laughs> music, blah. yeah. it's hard because like especially right now um there a lot of people are collaborating on things because a lot of bands um some a lot of bands can't get all their members together to do things as their band so they want to bring in other players to do um to, to get the work done the music done music out um and they want that band to get credit you know they want that that person to get credit for where they're coming from so i think that's why you're gonna see a lot more collaborations um and stuff like that right now yeah so, Jack, what have been some of your favorite collaborations? All right. Speaking of the Scatolites, uh, <laughs> the Western Standard Time Orchestra, big band tribute to the Scatolites, yes. Volume 2, uh, I Want Justice, featuring Vic from the, uh, from the Slackers. Wow. That whole album is awesome. There's a Greg Lee. Uh, Greg Lee did one on there uh, towards the end of the album. That's just unbelievable. I love Greg Lee. I love his voice so much. Um, uh, World's Fair with Greg Lee and Alex Desert. Um Wow, I love that album so much. I love big band music, so big band Scatolite saying there's you can't go wrong at all. I don't think. Yeah. Um, my next one was from the album Punk Rock Steady by the Mad Caddies, which was She, um, a great cover of a Green Day song featuring Amy from the Interrupters and Josh from the Skints. Uh, that whole album uh, is produced by uh, Fat Mike. I think yeah. it's just unbelievable just really righteous covers of, you know, just cool old punk tunes. Um, yeah. Just awesome stuff. Um, my third choice was a new one. Uh, the entire Andy B in the World album blew my mind. Yeah. Um, but my favorite song was Hands Down, uh, Won't Back Down. I think that was uh, it's just so cool. I, I love the idea of just hundreds of people all getting together and playing on one record, I think he really did something just so special. I, yeah. I, I haven't, I've never seen something like that before. Um, and there's definitely a magic to that record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I have agree. a bonus one. I have one bonus. Sure. One. Uh, a live clip specials with Amy Winehouse doing your wondering now a couple years before she passed away. Yeah. Uh, they're playing at a, a festival, I think in pool. It's just she, her voice, uh, she's one of my favorite singers of all time. And just that combination of, uh, that that band with her, I think, is just unreal. So there's some of my ska collabs. <laughs> Scalabs? Is that sure? <laughs> if you if you may say yes. Now that you bring up that Amy Winehouse, it just totally reminded me of the time that Lily Allen did Gangsters with Terry Hall and Linval, uh, which is freaking. It was awesome funny because well. I was like looking up stuff like that. I was like trying to remember. I was like Amy Winehouse did something with somebody. I was like, what is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> And then you said it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me?" Okay. <laughs> her version of "Monkey Man" is really cool too. That she did with her band. She did a lot of really great covers in her songs. Yeah, she did. So. 
I'm just uh, looking forward to when we get the message of like, um, you didn't bring up Monique and Real Big Fish, and what's wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm like, there's a reason. You, you didn't bring <laughs> I up. I could have ev- said that, but look at. <laughs> We, none of us brought up any song that Cooley Ranks guested on, and I'm ashamed of all of us. Oh, oh podcast right. over. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. Um, before we head out, uh, we do have our ska picks, and we're going to get to that right now. Tara, um, tell us about your ska pick. Um, I was just sort of feeling a little melancholy and I, I don't know. I was, I picked, um, I picked a dancehall crasher song. Which one did I send you? I sent you, see, I don't even remember now. He wants me back. He wants me back. And like I said, I was just feeling a little sort of like melancholy and I don't know. It was nice and cool this morning. I sent it to you this morning, yes. obviously. Yep. I just I have to tell everybody that. It was <laughs> it was Monday morning, that darn Monday morning. Um, the beginning of the week. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, nope. um, yeah, I just, that's why I picked it. I think it's a great um, album and a great song from the album, Dancehall Crashers. Um, and I <laughs> Everyone should love Dancehall Crashers and like it. I don't right, know. Let's take a listen. Enjoy. I mean, talk about bubblegum ska. I mean, that right there. I, mean, I feel like no I can't one... say they're not an influence on me, like right. or on us on Half Past Two on right. what what we do. So, yeah. and why not? They're great. Okay, so I have a question, and I, this is it's completely my ignorance. But why did Dancehall Crashers lose their horn section? Did they just get tired of like dealing with? ever-changing horns or was it some other choices anyone sort of know the history on that rj i I figured if anyone would you'd be you i actually don't um because you're talking about a time where i decided to get very focused on what was going on in my scene Hmm. and so i kind of for a while stopped listening to the california and new york ska scenes and focused on the midwest Mm-hmm. So I actually don't know that bit of history. Hmm. I'll, I'll I'll look into it. I'll report back when yeah. we can do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll sort of look into it because it it just seems like such a a not weird but just a clear change. So I'm guessing obviously it had to be a choice, but like by accident because they did it for every record that came out after. It feels so. like a lot of bands back then at that time though, like that's what they did. They like. 
they did they lost their horn sections. <laughs> like you know, they started off with them and then they were like Well uh, that that happened in like that would happen in like ninety nine or so. Maybe ninety eight or so. But I mean, you know, this the old record, you know, is eighty nine through ninety two and their two other albums came out like at the height well their you know, two other most known albums came out at like the height of like ska in the nineties. I figured horns were very much the thing. So I, I don't know if it would be like a quote unquote sellout situation of where they just like, no, no horns. Cause they very much kept the ska, but so, yeah. Yeah. So, but they're cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Maybe they were like horns is like having horns is like not cool. Yeah. Maybe that's what they were saying. They're like <laughs> a cool, a cool ska band doesn't have horns or something. And they yeah. were like, they just seemed like they were like the cool ones right then, back then. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. All right. I digress. Uh, Jack, why don't you tell us about uh, your ska pick? Yeah, mine is on the absolute opposite spectrum of Tara's. Um, <laughs> this is from a band called 4.0 from Syracuse, New York, off of their 2013 EP, Not So Easy. Um, this is definitely the heaviest song on the album. Um now, on streaming services, it's called Lighthouse's Rule. On their YouTube, it's called The One Who Knocks. I take that for what it is. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I think it's just like this album had a really big influence on me. I think I heard it about two or three years ago. Um, and I just think like this is one of those, you know, it's only five songs, but I think this is one of those EPs or albums that just doesn't have a bad song on it. Um, yeah, it's just no, no clinkers on this one. All right, <laughs> let's check it out. definitely gonna have to take a take a listen to that yeah yeah it gets brutal i'll tell you that matt you're in for a good surprise (laughs) awesome all right uh i want to tell you about my ska pick so my ska pick um sorry i've got some notes to read about it um comes from a band that recently uh, got back together. They're called the Bottle Rocket Kings. Um, this is their first release in 21 years. Um, they, uh, let's see, they originally, um, you know, played in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, they, um, according to a note I got from them, they used to play with the Toasters and Bim Scala Bim, uh, the Pie Tasters in the late 90s. Um, so they got back together because their friend Matt, who was their their sort of like dancer hype man, uh, um, he uh, 
he came down with cancer, uh, uh, stage four cancer. And, um, you know, so they sort of like that kind of sparked the band reconnecting. And they wrote a song uh, for him. Uh, it's called We Have Your Back. And, um, yeah, so Matt is still sort of um, sort of uh, struggling with cancer. Um, he, it's a thyroid cancer. Uh, so, uh, but the band has sort of, like, come back together to, you know, put the song out. And they, they said to me that they'll be putting out an album this year. So uh, we're going to check out this song, um, uh, We Have Your Back, uh, in parentheses, song for Matt. And uh, we're going to check it out right now. Yeah, I was just really moved by the band's story and putting this song together. So, uh, Matt, if you hear this, just know we're all pulling for you, hoping for the best. And uh, your band clearly loves you and appreciates you. So, uh, wish you all the best. Uh, yeah, and obviously, it's a good song. It's got a nice groove. Danceable. Yeah, it's, so, it's a danceable, laid back at the same time. Yeah. I dig it. Awesome. RJ, why don't you tell us about your Scott pick? A long time ago, I decided to teach Matt how great Jeff Rosenstock was. <laughs> and I've played an Arrogant yes, Sons sir. of Bitches songs. And I've played a Bond the Music Industry song. Now it's time to play one of the few Scott songs that Jeff Rosenstock has put under, out under his own name. And the name of the song is Rainbow off the album Worry.
Okay, so clearly RJ is trying to tell me something that I need to take some time and sit down and listen to uh, Jeff Rosenstock and his entire yes! catalog. <laughs> please, please do it. He's the best. Oh my gosh. Now, I, I can't guarantee what is going to unlock Jeff Rosenstock and his greatness for you. For me, it was actually his indie side project, Antarctica Vespucci, was when I'm finally like, I get it now. And I went back to the bomb stuff and I went back to the arrogant sons of bitches stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I've been a fool for way too long. <laughs> and I've slept on this great act. Uh, uh, but then he just keeps bringing it with uh, his stuff under his own name. Uh, his, his live band includes one of my very favorite people, Dan Pothast. And uh, coming soon, uh, I, I'm going to play you a Bruce Lee band song. Cause uh, Jeff's in that too. And he's writing for that with Mike Park and it's some fantastic stuff there. So, awesome. yeah, that was my pick of the week, going back a little bit. Well, Jack and Tara, we appreciate you hanging out with us this week. Where can people um, find out more about Half Past Two and find you on the interwebs? We are on Instagram, Half Past Two Scott, our website, www.halfpasttwoscott.com. I guess the most important thing is, like, I mean, we're everywhere that you normally go, but our new thing is we're on Twitch, um, or we're trying to be, so <laughs> motivate me and follow us on Twitch. Um, it's just twitch.tv slash half past two. No ska this time. I don't know what possessed me to, like, chop the ska off then, but I, <laughs> I sure did. Um, you have, like, a 15-year-old yeah. groove with uh, half past two ska, and now you're just, like, throwing it all out the window. I know, I know. Well, it was the first time that I got to make something like for the band myself, you know, like it wasn't made and um, became mine. So, yeah, I just went with it. Follow awesome. us on Twitch, y'all, if, uh, if if you're down for that. You know, we talk about music videos or I talk about music videos. I don't know what we're going to do. We want to do more stuff. Inspire us. Tell us what to do. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and... You have things in the pipeline in the coming months that you want to tease us with, or just say that you have things. Just look for more half past two. Yay! Uh, um, I can, I can confidently say like we have music coming out in March. We have a song coming out in March. It's planned for March seventeenth, <laughs> the St. Patrick's Day, because why not? And um, the song is called Mean Green. So there you go. Why not? Um, and why not tell everybody right now on, on the upbeat? That's right. <laughs> on the upbeat exclusive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's coming out uh, in less than a month. And and then, I mean, you know how fast, too, how we are. We, we just want to put music out there willy-nilly. Because we have, there's no rules for us. So right. um, we want to put out a song the month after that. And we hope to put out a song the month after that. I mean. Sweet. So look for, look for a bunch of new music from us. And I don't know. Yeah. Jack, anything uh, upcoming with the readjusters that we should be? Yes. Um, we have another single coming out in a couple months. And we do have a full length album coming out this summer. So awesome. Everybody stay tuned for that. And uh, where can people find the readjusters on the internet? Uh, Instagram and Bandcamp, uh, the dot readjusters. Uh, that's it. Awesome. Easy peasy. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks to both of you for hanging out with us um, tonight. And uh, and as always, listeners, uh, until next week, keep listening to Sky. You've been listening to On the Upbeat. The On the Upbeat theme music is written and performed by Millington. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at Millington the Band. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at On the Upbeat Ska. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to support On the Upbeat financially, visit www.ko-fi.com slash On the Upbeat. Thanks for listening and supporting On the Upbeat.